Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Syndicate, a film and TV podcast. From our screens to your watch list, we gather to share and discuss your next favorite. Join us as we want you to spend less time scrolling and more time watching. And now, here's your host, Armand Haddad. Hello, and welcome to Syndicates, where we want you to spend less time scrolling and more time watching. I am your host, Armand Haddad, and welcome to episode three. This season, we are exploring the hidden gems of films, or films you probably passed over watching. Joining me in the studio today is Diego. Hello. Thank you for having me. Oh, yeah, of course. Currently, Diego is a graphic designer in the music industry. Yes. So you are no stranger to fame. Oh. And fortune. <laughs> you know, being in the music industry for sure, for and sure. working with those artists. And today we are talking about To Die For, the 1995 film from Gus Van Sant featuring a young Nicole Kidman. Yes. And a young Casey Affleck and a young Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. Yeah. This is Joaquin Phoenix's first role, by the way. I knew it. I had an idea it was. I was curious. That's something I did want to look into, but yeah, he killed it. He killed it. He really did. Like He really made a name for himself in this movie. So his brother, River Phoenix, passed away Like when that movie came out. Wow. And Gus Van Sant wanted his brother to be in it. But unfortunately, he passed away, so he decided to go with the other Phoenix. No way. Uh-huh. That's kind of interesting, too, because that's going to add another level of intensity to it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So. Oh, yeah. So here at Syndicate, we like to do the elevator pitch. So have you ever recommended a movie to somebody and they're like, hey, give me the rundown and you don't have a lot of time? Yeah, yeah, totally. Happens all the time. Oh, yeah. You have 60 seconds to tell me the plots of the movie to a person that has never seen this movie before. Okay. And three Two, one, go. To Die For is a 1995 film starring Nicole Kidman, Joaquin Phoenix, Casey Affleck, and uh, I'm blanking on the guy's <laughs> name. I'm so sorry. Um, but yeah, it's um, it's a tale of 
it's a tale of a of a beautiful woman who wants to be notified and be seen by everybody in the world and she's willing to do whatever that takes 30 seconds now her initial goal is to become a weather woman but with the help of some locals in the town that she lives in she devises a plan to get rid of her husband so that she can continue on with her dream of becoming the most famous person ever what that is you'll have to find out in to die for wow <laughs> and you did it in under a minute that's really good <laughs> thank you it's like no you did a really good job thank you thank yeah, you. you hit all the hallmarks so what did you think of the movie overall my first thought after watching this movie was this movie aged very well i think like it's a dark comedy mm -hmm. so it kind of pokes fun at a lot of things that people would be kind of like, ooh, you know, I really like everyone's role in it. And I really like oh, yeah. Joaquin's role, too. That was actually, he was my favorite, I'd say, in the movie. He was perfect because he embodied, like, the tortured teenager. I don't know. Personally, I think he was a little bit, like, on the spectrum, if you will. Mm -hmm. Later in the movie, you'll find out he got taken advantage of and used in a larger scheme for someone's desires. So other than Joaquin Phoenix, what'd you think of Nicole Kidman in the movie? Yeah, she was fantastic. She played this kind of puppeteer role, if you will, mm -hmm. perfectly. And she had great moments of where her character, I would say, flipped. And she just portrayed that like perfectly. I mean, it's Nicole Kidman too. She looked awesome like she was great her outfits were on point so it was you know her character was just as exciting and i honestly thought like the dynamic i'd say of like nicole kidman's ability to manipulate joaquin was very believable like it was like damn if i heard this on the news it would be similar and speaking of that the movie is loosely based off of a true story that happened around the same time. I'm so happy you came in with these notes because <laughs> my mind's just being blown. <laughs> so when this movie came out, like it shot like a documentary, like almost like a, a mockumentary, if okay. you will. Yeah. So it came out pretty much when the O.J. Simpson trial was happening. Mm -hmm. And that was like the first big televised mm -hmm. court drama. Okay. Pretty much the first true crime event. And then before that, yes. there was another event mm -hmm. with this woman called Pamela Smart. She was a young girl. She married young, mm -hmm. and she wanted to be a movie star. Okay. And so she did what, you know, anybody would do in a small town, uh, join your local news agency mm -hmm. to be the weather girl. Mm -hmm. And so the husband was kind of like impeding on her, her dreams and her aspirations. Mm -hmm. So she went to a local high school got involved with two students, you know, manipulated them and encouraged them to kill her husband. And now she is serving a life sentence oh to this day. Wow. Oh yeah. My gosh, that's, that is, that's, that's a story. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's a story. So this movie is also based off of a book. So wow. the author for To Die For, it's funny because she wrote the main character, uh, Suzanne Stone, to be, I love that name. I'm sorry. It's such, it's such <laughs> it's a good such name because it sounds like a famous person yes. too. Suzanne Stone. Yes. Hi, I'm Suzanne Stone. <laughs> the weather. You know what I mean? That's great. So the author used uh, Suzanne Stone to be like this fictional template based off of the Pamela Smart case. Mm -hmm. And there's one line of dialogue in the book 
That is so interesting for me and for a lot of people reading it at the time. The character Suzanne Stone, when she was arrested and doing like her testimony, mm-hmm. she said like, oh, you know, I want a movie based off of me. And I think Nicole Kidman would be a great actress to play me. <sighs> wow. So Nicole Kidman found out about this book and found out about the character that wanted mm-hmm. specifically her to play her. Mm-hmm. So Gus Van Sant didn't want or didn't consider a Nicole Kidman to be in that role because mm-hmm. she was such a small name at the time like she wasn't famous like this was her breakout movie really uh-huh it's like she was always like the supporting role she was never uh-huh. the leading girl oh and okay. so she really she like hunted him down like found out like his phone number his address and like it was like listen i want to be this character and she uh auditioned and got the role fantastic that's so cool like i don't know a lot of people that do that nowadays like mm. i need this role i'm mm. gonna hunt down the director and mm-hmm. Be a part of that project. It sounds like Nicole Kidman like went through a whole bunch of hills and valleys. Now you can just DM people. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, the early '90s was very different than today. <laughs> can just be like, hey, yeah, yeah. Now it's just like hmm, that director. Let me just slide into his DMs. Yeah, and- <laughs> right, right. I mean, hey, you know what? Hey, Man, you up? You making that movie? <laughs> <laughs> so the movie takes place in New Hampshire in a town called Little Hope. Oh. Which was interesting for me. It's called Little Hope, and yeah. given the themes of the movie. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's a small American town, not a whole lot happening, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I think the name is a little bit on the nose. Mm. Uh, Danny Elfman also did the music for it. Okay. You'll recognize Danny Elfman mm-hmm. from such hits as Beetlejuice and also the Spider-Man movies by Sam Raimi. Really? Yes. Oh, I really liked the composition for those movies. Interesting, memorable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he kind of had like this star-studded movie Mm -hmm. that nobody's talking about. Mm. I love it. So the overall plot is Suzanne Stone, just like Pamela Smart, Mm -hmm. grew up in the small town. She always had this desire to be famous, and she meets a young drummer in a band, Larry Moretto. And after meeting her, what happened? It was definitely love at first sight. Man, this guy was... In the beginning, he had his own goals, and of course, she had her own goals. Um, but they didn't really line up that great. Oh yeah. Um, you know, he he was a very local kind of guy, but she wanted so much more, and she was willing to give up a lot for that. You know, so that was in itself was pretty crazy. Yeah, I mean, and also Larry, I would say, is a loser, and he really turned his life around because of Suzanne Stone. What was he doing? Because he, I know, at one point. He was like watching over what his family's restaurant. Yeah. Right? What was he doing before then? He was the drum. He was just. A he drummer. was just you know in a band, a local right. band, mm-hmm. as their drummer, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know, and I'm sure you being a, a designer in the music industry, sure. You know, there's a lot of flavor of the week bands that rise <laughs> and fall. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think definitely him and like kind of getting his life together Mm -hmm. was you know very interesting too and just to show his personal growth too and his love and affinity for this woman like he was really willing to do anything for her as well yeah Yeah. he sold his drums he was like mom and dad right yeah that's a big deal yeah 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 i mean because especially you know from the family's perspective Mm -hmm. it's like it's like you know i love my son he has his things like yeah he's they probably thought he was a fuck up pretty much at the mm-hmm. time. But like, you know, I would think any parent that's like 
wow, my kid is giving up this to be with this person. Mm -hmm. Is it worth it? You know, questions raised, plot thickens, you know, all that great stuff. Yeah. So So he sold his drums. Mm -hmm. It's all for a girl. And he really turned his life around. He became like a family guy. And he was like, I'm going to support you and your dreams. And Mm -hmm. like, oh, she's going big places. Mm -hmm. And the pivotal scene for me in the beginning of the movie is they went on their honeymoon to Florida. Mm -hmm. Important setting. We'll get to later. And then... She's on the pier saying goodbye to her husband, her newly newlywed husband. And the crew members of the boat that he's on, I guess to go fishing or something, mm-hmm. they're like, who is that? She looks famous. Oh, she is going to be famous. Like, you just you wait. Mm-hmm. Suzanne Stone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So then after that, every single move Suzanne made was to get herself on television. Oh, 100%. And the quote that really stood out for me was, some people don't know what they want to be until it's too late. But not me. I always knew what I wanted to be. And she wanted to be famous. Mm -hmm. So for you working in the music industry, do you see a lot of artists really, really try to be famous? And this ranges from like SoundCloud people to Mm -hmm. Mm. like A-list I would say yes. And it's kind of interesting, too, because a lot of the things that I know that are going on with artists, really, and just, you know, what they're going through, or the kind of people that they really are, is through social media, through Mm. that price of fame for sacrificing what it means to actually be yourself in order to get your name out there and to be seen as this bigger star right so but you have a lot within the workings of the music industry and especially with how people like tally what's considered a stream or a listen for a song in a way just recently justin bieber uh biebs yeah (laughs) jay (laughs) beats so justin bieber and believe it or not selena gomez they both individually they're no longer together at one point they were together if you didn't oh, know yeah. that, but it's whatever long um, time ago. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so basically they were both trying to get their singles up to number one on the charts right okay. and so they were like getting on their social media telling their fans hey you know when it comes to streaming put all of the songs like in a playlist and just let that play over and over or make sure to have the music. Really? Yeah. Make sure to have the music played like overnight or something like that. And other artists Dude. have done that. But yeah. Yeah. You know, and other artists have done that and you know, no disrespect to either artist there, but yes, I would say from a standpoint of, you know, artists and reaching, if you will, like reaching, like kind of doing too much, you know, at that point it's like, you're just selling your name and your face. But at one point, does it become about the work that you do? And referencing back to To Die For, mm-hmm. watching this movie and watching uh, Suzanne Stone, just seeing what she's willing to do to just be her big name. I loved her um, work ethic mm-hmm. in the movie, too. But again, in this case of reaching, it ended in murder. But, oh, you know, yeah. I think like, you know, that that happens a lot, believe it or not. And it is what murder. It is. N- well, <laughs> it's <laughs> talking about Tupac and Biggie. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, what happens is that people sacrifice themselves and oh. kind of sacrifice a little bit of authenticity to secure that spot of this is why I'm number one. I can totally see why sacrifice and self-sacrifice would be such a prevalent thing in you know Hollywood and the music mm-hmm. industry. To really get out there, you have to like not only work really hard, 
but also put yourself in a position where you could be found. Yeah. Cause like, I think a lot of it has to do with luck and being in the right place at the right time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In order to be at the right place at the right time, you have to like sacrifice relationships, mm-hmm. sacrifice mm. your time, your personal time, years of your life. And will it pay off? You won't know until you're in that spot. I think constantly setting goals is absolutely fantastic. It's what everybody should do. You should always be focused on what it is. Well, I think it's okay to not be focused. It's okay to not know what it is that you really want to do. But as long as you're attempting, as long as you try to grow just a little bit every day, I think that's just as important. And on the topic of just like working really hard, sacrificing socialization time to like work hard, you know, us as designers too, man. I mean, Mm -hmm. like when it comes to posting like artwork, like on Instagram or when it comes to like dribble, we've talked about dribble and stuff like that. Oh yeah. And I've stressed over what other people think of me and like my design work and posting it online. So, you know, in, in that retrospect, like that's super scary. But the thing is though, is that, it takes a certain kind of person because when you are that focus, when your nose is just on your keyboard, constantly just producing, 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 I think it's important to get outside feedback if maybe something's not going well. But I would say if you know what you want to do, do not stop going after it. You know, piggybacking off of that, I believe that you are more than you think you are. In order for that mindset to, you know, come to fruition is to bite off more than you can chew it's kind of like when you're going to the gym Mm -hmm. and you lift a little bit heavier weights each time sure and through that slight discomfort you grow and that can be applied to Mm -hmm. your work too like us as graphic designers learning new skills or new programs can be daunting at first Mm -hmm. but like chipping away at it every single day developing those skills Mm -hmm. and then years down the line what was impossible is now, you know, easy. Absolutely. And if it's something you want to do and it's something you love, it's not really going to be a job either. That's the biggest part. If it feels like you're sacrificing way too much of yourself, you know, either you're in the wrong like industry or wrong job or, you know. Okay, so there's a downside to going for whatever it is that you want. And I would say it's self-care. If you feel tired, like a lot of people tend to forget that like, oh, yeah, I'm just not some kind of machine that you can just oil up and keep going. I need rest. I need time to relax and I need time to like reflect something my volleyball coach told me in high school. (laughs) Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here's the inspirational quote. Original mentor. If your head is down from the last point that the enemy team has made, your head isn't going to be up ready for the next ball. So it's like, you know, the idea that you you cannot beat yourself up. You're going to have losses, and those are important because without losses, we cannot grow. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Sorry. That's true. A topic that was explored in episode two, uh, where we talked about the Truman Show, is mm-hmm. uh, how character grows through adversity. And when you really think about it, um, all sports are simulations of war. You have two teams. And you have the generals of the two teams, which are the coaches, and they're commanding their troops, the team, towards victory. Now, are you going to win every single battle? No. Through adversity is where character comes, like through discomfort, through, you know, losing and, and having failure is where, you know, 
you find yourself and you're like, ah, now I have the gumption, the will to overcome and to be better. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I I couldn't agree more. So yeah, we talked about Mm -hmm. self-sacrifice in the creative world. um, Oh yeah. And then also relating it to sports, Mm -hmm. which is ultra important. Mm -hmm. So let's change gears and talk about, so Suzanne really wanted to get herself on TV. Mm-hmm. And so she went on a honeymoon with her newly beloved husband, uh, Larry Moretto. Yes. They went to Florida. And later in the movie, Act Two, we figure out there's a specific reason why she wanted to go to Florida. And that is because there was a convention happening, which is the National Broadcasting Convention. And there she can meet the CEO of a very prominent news agency. And so she went there in hopes of getting her foot in the door. However, she found out to get ahead. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You might have to do stuff that you're not particularly proud of. Right. So, Diego, Mm -hmm. what ended up happening? Well, I think the the head of the news anchor was insinuating that if you do something for me, I will do something for you. And I got to tell you, that was gross. Like, that sucked to see because it was like, damn, it, it was just a... Uh, it was fucked up. Yeah, no, yeah. Like, I'm just trying to explain it, like, be nice about it. Not, but it was fucked up. You know, like, there's just been so many situations in Hollywood like that that oh, you yeah. just, uh, you, you hate to see it. And this was made in 1995, which is way before what's going on right now with the Me Too movement. Mm. So the viewers that don't know what happened in Act Two, which is she went to this convention in hopes of, you know, cozying up to like a CEO, using her good looks, uh, her personality to get ahead, to get her foot in the door. And then he ends up telling her a story like, oh, you know, do you know, whisper, whisper, this high, high class actress like, oh, she went through me first. And for me to get her where she is, she had to do some stuff for me, if you know what I mean, and mm-hmm. then puts his hand on her leg. Mm-hmm. And then right at that moment, her naivety, I think, went away, and she was like, okay, 
she drank her drink and she's like, okay, I have to do this. That's how the scene ends. And we don't really know. I mean, it's heavily implied that she slept with him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think this movie was way ahead of its time. Hmm. Oh, in that aspect. Yeah. You know, I'd have to agree with you. I think things like that within Hollywood, any kind of industry, pretty sure it's been going on for years. Are you kidding me? Like that's... since the beginning. Oh, are you kidding me? It has to be. It has to be. You know, I mean, obviously, like, it's just like such a nasty thing. Screw that guy. And just <laughs> and be like, I'm going to keep grinding in Little Hope, New Hampshire, and I'm going to keep letting them know what's going on with this weather. Hey, maybe know? she had Little Hope, and she was like, you know, I need to, I need to do whatever I need to I do to be famous. If you set me up for that, Armand, I'm going to be so upset. <laughs> 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 oh, man. This so, so our main character, Suzanne Stone, sleeps with the broadcasting director, and then soon after, I mean, I don't think it led anywhere because she didn't really get anything done. All she did was go back to Little Hope and apply to be like a coffee girl for this local news. And then she kind of like strong-armed her way into becoming the weather girl. So, well, it is insinuated that maybe she did do something. Could it also be argued that her immediately going to like a small agency mm-hmm. kind of being like nah you know what fuck that maybe i am gonna just kind of start off small or she was playing 4d chess and she was like okay let me just do this let me go back to my hometown mm. let me be really big there and yeah. then use that as a stepping stone to get where she wanted to be you're right you're right i i, I have to agree with that so while she is at the local news station mm-hmm. and it's there that she influences a young Joaquin Phoenix. So as Joaquin Phoenix is watching the news, he becomes enamored and obsessed with this uh, beautiful young girl. Mm -hmm. And coincidentally, she goes to the local high school to do a documentary, Teens Speak Out. And that's where she meets Joaquin Phoenix and a young Casey Affleck. Mm -hmm. And there she plants the seeds of deception. So around that time, Larry Moretto really wants to plant some roots in Mm. Little Hope, Mm. start a family, pretty much like putting a wet blanket on her dreams. Sure. And it's there. She was like, okay, she's at the crossroads. Mm -hmm. Do I go with my husband and do this or do I do things for myself and Mm. leave him? Right, right. And leave him as in kill him. And she could be a widow and then use that publicity to propel her career. She goes to the high school, has an affair with these two young boys, and right. there's also a girl involved that's right. friends of the boys. Mm-hmm. And I would say they would be easily manipulatable because they have like learning disabilities. So she definitely took advantage of them right. by saying like, hey, you know, I love you. Like, you're so beautiful. Like, super messed up like yeah. i would say probably on par of you know, pedophilia because like she's like a grown woman and they're like not even 18 they're probably like 15 oh yeah that was that was a lot so she used her her good looks and her feminine charm to win over um joaquin phoenix mm-hmm. and i would even say like she used like some manchurian candidate mk ultra mind control type stuff because sure. like when Joaquin Phoenix is fully invested in uh, her plot to murder her husband, they break into the Moretto family house 
It's Casey Affleck and uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Mm-hmm. They're using the family pistol and they hold up Mr. Moretto and Mr. Moretto initially thinks like, oh, I'm being robbed. It's like, take whatever you want. Yeah. And at the same time, she's doing um, this weather weather service on the news. So she's on the TV. And the reason why I link it back to like a Manchurian Candidates, MK Ultra thing mm-hmm. is like, Joaquin Phoenix was wavering. He didn't want to like murder a guy over this right. until he saw her face. When he sees her face on the TV, he's like activated. All these thoughts of her running through yeah. his head. And so at that time, he's like, no, got to do it. Got to do what I was programmed to do. Blam. Do you think um, he was activated? Do you think like she did like some low key, like I'm going to like break you down. I'm going to like have like this sexual relationship with you that you're totally not ready for because he's pretty much a, a kid at this right. point. And then he's suggestible sure. to the point where it's like, hey, my husband is mistreating me. I want to be with you. We can have this life together. The only thing that's standing in our way mm. is him. Take him out. I think the idea of that being an MK Ultra mind control Call of Duty Black Ops. <laughs> um, what is that other Netflix? Wormwood. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah that's, you know. that's a good like show slash documentary type thing. Yeah, because it actually happened. Oh, yeah. Um, I feel like not enough people are talking about it. But I definitely think, like, yes, I think that is like a fun idea and that was totally relatable. But it is just has so many strong, abusive relationship. Like, just constantly controlling somebody like that was i would say for me uh that was that was hard to watch in that aspect like that's hard to think about it's like damn you know this person is being used is telling someone oh i love you oh you'll do this for me if you love me like all this stuff and it just wasn't true you know she used him for that game the movie just kind of takes like almost like a darker twist you know So I would definitely say that whole like MK Ultra that mind control aspect is hundred percent there, and that was such a cool like kind of detail I didn't pick up because that topic is so cool. <laughs> it's you know they said the same thing for the second Kennedy, Bobby. Yes, yeah. They said that they interviewed one of the shooters, and he said that he has no recollection of what he does. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. crazy, and you know. That also makes you think about like sleeper agents too. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah. where it's like if you say a certain phrase, they're activated and their brain switches to, you know, to that trauma because that's how it works. You're, you're traumatized and you're forced in a situation to remember this phrase. And when, the, when you hear this phrase, another part of you is just going to awaken. Yeah. And that concept is explored in uh, uh, Captain America Winter Soldier um, with yes. Bucky Barnes. Like, He's, he's such, captured by such a cool character. Yeah, he, he's either captured by Hydra or the Soviets, and mm-hmm. they and they pretty much train him to be this killer that's yeah. activated when you say certain phrases. It's quite interesting mm-hmm. and a big thing to like get them at that point of suggestibility is to grab them when they're young and violate them. Because then that breaks their character and they become robots at that point. They just rewire them. And mm-hmm. that's like a big phrase, I think, in using all of this is just rewiring people, you know, yeah. and just everything. Man, I did not know that was part of it. Yeah. Know? So then in the movie, after 
those two boys kill her husband. It's a media circus because like it's a small town and there's right. a heinous murder and they yeah. don't know what's happening. Mm-hmm. And what isn't spelled out to the audience, but it's definitely there is like the Morettos are a powerful family. I would say they are on par with like the Godfather and that ties into the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. But before we get there, so there's a media circus and Suzanne, her first reaction is to walk into the limelight. That's one of my favorite scenes because... What a turning point. It is a turning point. Yeah. It's a turning point for the character too. It's like she orchestrated this heinous act mm-hmm. and she is walking out to the field of reporters and the, the lights and the camera yeah. and she doesn't hear them ask her questions. All that she is hearing right. is applause. Oh, she's just like warped. Her brain is just warped to the point of where like, it's like, oh, what what about your husband? And the statements she's made is yeah. like so quotable. Yep. It was... <laughs> It was so ridiculous, but it was like, this is what she wanted. This is what she asked for. This is just like it coming full circle. It's, you know, it's interesting that she thought she was going to be famous for being a news anchor. But instead, the crime that she does is what makes her infamous, if Uh you will. And like I said earlier, you know, movie aged so well. We have documentaries like the Aaron Hernandez, Mm -hmm. OJ Simpson, you know. Oh, man. The Amanda Knox one, also on Netflix. This is not a shameless plug for Netflix, I'm just saying. (laughs) Um, They have good documentaries, a lot of good true crime stuff. Yes, yeah, yeah. I I couldn't agree more. So after, you know, she does her canned responses Mm -hmm. to the news and later the courthouse, at that time, the Morettos knew this isn't a normal response, and... So the police department's doing their own investigation mm-hmm. to figure out what exactly is going on because mm-hmm. we have two different camps. We have the Morettos knowing something is going on, something's not right. And then the police are like, something's not right. So they do an investigation. They're combing through, you know, all this footage from the news that she's doing uh, work for. Mm-hmm. And they spot something in the documentary that she's making, Teen Speak Out, and they see the way Joaquin Phoenix is looking at... Suzanne Stone, right. and it's yeah, like hey, like you know, I'm what's what's going on between us, you know, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And Casey Affleck also had a look of like, yeah, I know, I know what you did, <laughs> I know what you did last summer, you know, exactly. <laughs> they are totally thinking like, all right, this is our girl, like right. delusions of grandeur. And Suzanne, being the ultimate manipulator, the ultimate villain, she is distancing herself from those boys, and like, hey, like you know, if you want to be with me, you have to leave me alone. Like, you need to get out of my life. And so Joaquin Phoenix is quickly regretting all of his actions. So they work with the police and their female friend, they bugged her, the police bugged her and like, hey, meet up with Suzanne, like, get her to admit what happened. Mm -hmm. And then she did. She was like, hey, like, we did this thing. Like, they're not going to catch me and this and that. Mm -hmm. And so the police like bring it to the court like okay we have you you admitted and then suzanne stone being like a celebrity at this point has like a pretty good lawyer right. and the, her lawyer said like this is a classic case of police entrapments so they can't use it in court and they threw out the court case and she is you know free to walk away even though it's quite obvious like she did kind of like the oj simpson case right like because of some bs stuff with the cops like, he is, you know, acquitted, and she got acquitted, too. Yeah, the suspicions of the mafia 
that was interesting yeah towards the end yeah like the suspicions with the mafia came to fruition at the end of the movie mm-hmm. where the Morettos were watching the the court case play out and then the Morettos got really pissed off mm-hmm. and they're like you know what if the cops can't help us we have to do this ourselves and so they take matters into their own hands and they lure Suzanne Stone out into the middle of nowhere mm-hmm. and what exactly happens Okay, I'm so excited now that we can actually talk about the actual movie because, oh my gosh, dude, they were part of the mob. Like, what? <laughs> yep. uh-huh. I, but, oh boy. And it turned out the old, weird, creepy, nasty guy from the news broadcast uh, conference that was going on in Florida, it turned out he was part of the Moretto family mob because he called Papa Moretto. Yeah. And he was speaking another language. He was not speaking English. Like you can slightly hear that <laughs> Italian. Like I've had, I've gone to Italy and my aunt has told me, you know, the idea that if someone speaks Italian and someone speaks Spanish, like speak really slow, they'll be able to communicate. Mm-hmm. And like those words that he was saying on the phone, cause he said it kind of quietly, it was audibly lower mm-hmm. than like everybody else speaking in the movie, but it was, it was Italian. It was a completely different language. And I was like, damn, that movie went fucking full circle <laughs> and that was exciting i was really i was so happy with this ending I actually re- yeah no i really like this movie actually it was really good yeah it's a fantastic film and that actor yeah his name is david cronenberg and he's a director too and he's wait not- wait wait he's cronenberg yeah that is david cronenberg get the fuck <laughs> out of here what and David Cronenberg is known for the body horror movies yes. of like The Fly and other great 80s movies of fantastic practical effects. So, yeah, it's kind of like on theme to yeah. like he's the one that murders yeah. Suzanne Stone. Yeah. The guy yeah, that, yeah. you know. That's crazy. What the hell? I had no idea. She seemed like she didn't really recognize him, though. She's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Like a different light, you know, broad daylight versus uh, ah, okay, a nightclub. Yeah, that, I can accept that. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, and then my favorite shots: the camera pans up, and it is revealed mm. that she was buried under ice. Also, don't you remember in the beginning of the movie too? They flashed that house in a montage of some kind, uh-huh, and, and there's a, a scream. scream. Yep. Yeah. That was her. I really enjoyed that, too. That was great. That was just great storytelling. Uh-huh. Oh, and another character I really liked sorry, was um, okay. was the uh, the Moretto sister. Cause right. Because she saw through all the bullshit, mm-hmm. and she knew from the beginning, she was like, yo, she ain't shit for you, bro. <laughs> She's not going to treat you well. Like, you right. guys are from completely different worlds, two worlds that don't deserve to be meshed together exactly like we didn't really get into um the moretto sister too much but like she like mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states 
United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Like you said, like she saw through Suzanne, she's like, "Now nah, you're fake." Like even her character got like a good ending because like at the end of the movie where she's like buried under ice, like she is ice skating on top of her face and like a very quick anecdote on her character is like Suzanne Stone was jealous of the Moretto sister because like she actually had talent. She was a really good figure skater. Right. Because wasn't at one point of the movie they had talked about her accomplishment, but then her brother had completely stepped over the good that she had brought by talking about like how Suzanne got a job. Exactly. Ah, okay. Yeah. Like she was undercut from uh, like her laurels because of Suzanne stone Mm, mm. and which is completely bogus. So yeah, like she had a good ending because like the camera sits on that shot of like her ice skating and you know, like her body's buried there and it's kind of like the last F you to like, she knew pretty certain she I knew think, I, think I think the knows. whole family knows oh yeah mom ties family tings you know <laughs> <laughs> like oh, if you're man. gonna keep a secret everyone has to know and they have to have the same story and so oh yeah they definitely plotted to take her out and to give her what she deserves yeah she went for a swim yeah wrong time of the year <laughs> <laughs> exactly so we like to do at syndicate mm-hmm. one reason why What is the one reason you would give somebody to watch this movie? I think we've all heard of the story of the person that's willing to do whatever it takes to be notarized. But I think the overall theme here is essentially chasing your dreams falsely. Yeah. You know, going for what it is that you want in the wrong way. And I feel like that overall theme, the hints of true crime, the hints of true story, that dark comedy sense, I think that's why it's people should watch this movie and Nicole Kidman and Joaquin are like awesome in this movie. Like they really kill it. Like they're super young and like super passionate about the project that they're working on. Absolutely. And then for me, I think the biggest takeaway is because it's so relevant today. Like even though it was made 25 years ago, it's so relevant because of not only the, the true crime nature, but also like, the obsession with being a celebrity mm-hmm. because right now in America, like a lot of people want to be quote influencers on social media. Yeah. Like people have this desire to be famous and to be known and for people to watch them. And that links back to a quote from Suzanne stone, which is what's the point of doing anything worthwhile if no one is watching like that quote is definitely true in today's society because People just want to be watched. And the topic, too, in the social media world where everything's so fast, right? Where music now is people make music for TikTok. 
No, they don't. I mean, think about it, right? The idea that you have what is now called a TikTok song. Yeah. You have a song that's essentially like two minutes shorter. And they're great songs. Like, don't get me wrong. They're legit songs because, like, you know, um, you hear them. Like, they're short enough. They're streamable. They play really fast. It's something that you could just play over, play over, play over. Because here's the other part. You know, linking back to the music industry. If a song is two minutes long and it counts for that stream and you make a song that's, you know, maybe maybe your song formula is not as many lyrics, but that hook and the lyrics just hit at the right point. So, of course, and if you have a new favorite song, you're going to want to listen to it over and over again. So the idea where people are like put it on TikTok or put it on Vine yeah. and they can hear it and they hear it on these social media platforms that you know people want to use the latest song you know every everything in this world is just solely like or people just want to focus on how fast they can digest it how fast people are going to consume it and how fast people are going to move on from it too yeah. you know what i mean mm -hmm. so yeah i think from the aspect of people being in love with social media so that they can have that fame, have something go viral. It's just completely links back to this movie. And it's, it's a human condition. People want to be recognized. They want to be noticed and they want to be able to be themselves in front of a large audience because you know, what better way than to feel like you belong in this world? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like people are looking for that sense of community. Yeah. Even like, hopefully it's not in the case of Suzanne Stone where it's like this malicious, like, right. let me destroy everyone in my way to become famous, but more so, like, to belong somewhere yes. and not so much, I want to be the next A-list celebrity. Yeah, yeah. Couldn't couldn't agree with you more. But that's it for this time on Syndicate. We've been talking about To Die For by Gus Van Sant. Please check it out where it is available. Us on Syndicate, hope you enjoyed yourself. I'd like to thank my guest, Diego, for coming on the show. You can find Diego at djradesign.com. And if you'd like to keep the conversation going, please add us at Syndicate on your favorite social media platform. That's C-I-N-E-D-I-C-A-T-E, -E, Syndicate. If you have any questions about the program or even media that we recommend, please reach out at info at syndicate.com or simply visit the website syndicate.com. Until next time, stop that scroll and spend more time watching. Bye. See you.